So our next guest on Saturday morning spent a decade working in the kitchen of the notoriously hot-tempered and foul-mouthed Gordon Ramsay. In 2011, he became a judge on the reality TV cooking classic MasterChef New Zealand, completing five seasons of the show. More recently, he took over the Oyster Inn, a Waiheke Island institution, and today he's got some tips and tricks for Christmas dinner. Josh Emmett, kia ora, good morning. Welcome to Saturday Morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, but Christmas for a lot of people can be pretty stressful in a bunch of ways, not least in the kitchen. I think it is, you know. It's, it, it, it's, it's always supposed to be a romantic, sort of gorgeous family day. But, you know, sometimes family is stressful and, um, and definitely in the kitchen. I, you know, even myself, I'm a bit of a, I'm a seasoned pro at cooking at home, but um, it's a huge amount of work. Yeah, what does Christmas look like for you? Well, it's we we it, it is very focused around food. Actually, we normally have um, breakfast is sort of canapes, right at about eleven o'clock with champagne. So we 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 normally have um, you know snacks around then canapes, prawns, a, a thing called pasaladier, which is a beautiful mm. um, French dish, uh, puff pastry dish. Uh, and our lunch is normally around three or four o'clock uh, in the afternoon, and then finally, sort of our, our our dinner is really dessert, which we probably have at about six or seven. So it's a <laughs> it's a long old day. It's a long day. It's a long meal. Um, mm. But I guess some of those real pinch points are around things like, if it's your kind of thing, I have to say it's not my kind of thing. But roast turkey. What are the best ways to perfect that one? Yeah, well, it's a tough one because turkeys uh, aren't the easiest birds to cook, to be honest. Um, they, my, my preferred method after years of trying and testing various ways is that I, I take the legs off the, the, off what we call a crown. So you leave the breast bones on the, on the, on the bone. You take the legs off and I braise them, um, which, which sounds, maybe to some people sound more complicated than it is, but it's really just, you know, putting them in, in, in a stock and, um, slow cooking them till the meat falls off the bone. Then I take that meat, uh, pull it all off the bone and, and put it through cabbage with uh, cream and various things like that. It's absolutely mm. glorious. And mm. it's a really lovely accompaniment. And then you've just got these breasts on the bone which you can roast and you have far more control uh, with those other, rather than trying to figure out if you've um, you've actually cooked the legs as well. Mm, yeah, that's a bit, that is one of the tricky things about turkey for sure. And I guess as well, I don't know, I just also find turkey a bit boring. Yeah, it's Are you not having the, turkey this year? Uh, I'm not going to have turkey this year. I'm going to I'm going to have roast duck. Uh, we're also going to have ham, and I, I think ducks are an amazing um, substitute. It's readily available. Um, I, I love duck, um, and you know, um, even in our restaurants, it's one of the most popular uh, dishes. We we always have duck on in, mm. in various different ways. You can't um, really go past duck, can you? It's gorgeous. I think it's pretty good, especially at Christmas. I have to say, I set my barbecue on fire. So maybe stick to the oven. I yeah, we we set our barbecue on fire last year with a duck. So um, we've all set our barbecues on fire. Don't yeah, worry about exciting, it. You know. <laughs> Very exciting. Um, I would cook it in the oven. Mm. Um, it's I and I'd actually roast it whole. So um, a really short, quick uh, uh, cooking uh, method for you is um, forty minutes on you know high and um, twenty minutes on a slightly lower temperature, mm. um, and that's it. Take it out, um, pull it off the bone, you're done. You're not going like to get the, the kitchen's not going to get all hot as well potentially on a hot day, which is the other thing that you're trying to balance here because you've got to have things like roast potatoes as well. How do you get them super crunchy? 
When was the last time we had a hot day on Christmas? I don't okay, know. Well, you know, um, it, yeah, it might so, happen. I, mean, <laughs> I know. We, well, I actually, I, funnily enough, I, I, you know, I've spent a lot of time in Europe and in England, and my wife's English, Helen. So we, I, I actually prefer, a, um, you know, we do Yorkies, we do roast potatoes, we do um, duck. We sometimes fire up the barbie and do various things on the barbecue, but but often ours is quite a traditional sort of English style roast, um, and that's that's generally what we prefer. We always have to have something green you know which ends mm-hmm. up being you know whatever you don't brussels sprouts aren't normally around and so it's it's broccoli or something like that but yeah mm. I, i'm a bit tra- traditional like that mm. so roast potatoes i guess especially if you're doing the duck you can use the duck fat a hundred percent we always have duck fat in the fridge anyway because we're that's we're that you know we're Chefy family, um, and uh, Helen's Helen's in charge of the roast potatoes. So we uh, and I think a great tip for for roast potatoes is actually so you parboil them and, and uh, you can almost do this the day before. In fact, I think it's better to do them the day before. So you parboil them in salted water. You know, peeled peeled cut potatoes um, and then you can just drain them and leave them in the fridge overnight and the next day you heat up a tray fire them in the oven um, with the duck fat and and roast them uh, and, and and when you parboil them you also sort of put a cloth and draw some of the steam out of them and then shake them so you rough the edges a little mm-hmm. bit then then they get glorious and crispy what is the what is the magic around doing it the day before is it just that they you have less moisture in them so they go crunchier yeah, correct. I think that would be the theory behind it. And it's also an organization thing. I mean, I like to, I, I actually like to sort a lot of the stuff out the day before because you just, on Christmas Day, I always find you spend a, a, a whole day cooking and, and, and you're trying to talk to people and they're trying to talk to you and you're trying to have a relaxing time. And mm. unless you're really organized, I mean, I love cooking. Don't get me wrong. I love cooking on a Christmas day. But if it if it's an eight hour sort of mission of um, constantly washing dishes and, <laughs> you know, it does become a bit of a chore. And, and Christmas Day is one of those days for me. It's most, most we we close our restaurants generally on Christmas Day. I have worked plenty of Christmas days. I worked Christmas days in Claridge's Hotel and in London, and, mm. and and actually had a lot of fun there. But um, it's it's sort of a sacred day where you um, actually don't have to achieve anything. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I guess as well, if you're you know if you're cracking open the bubbles as well, if you've had two or three glasses of that, the timing can go somewhat out the window. So if you've done some of the prep ahead of time, it just makes your life easier on the day, doesn't it? Totally. And 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 desserts are a great one to make um, a day in advance. I think as well things like pavlova. We mm-hmm. love a we love a trifle. Trifles also best made the day before. Tiramisu, Christmas pudding, you know all that sort of thing. I would I would you need to be super super organised and then and then you have sort of a stress free um, day. But I always find even the build up to Christmas when you're trying to you, you're generally finishing presents the day before Christmas unless you're super organised. You know it's <laughs> it's hard work. It is hard work. I suppose tell me what. Um not just the food, but I guess around that whole day of, of potentially hosting Fano and friends, what are your some of your tips for that you can do ahead of time to just give yourself the the nicest, the most stress-free experience? Well, I think a big part of it is also just organising your household, right, and setting the table and, and everything from, you know, knowing what the kids are going to wear because you get up in the morning and the kids put something on you like, you know, it's, it's Christmas Day, guys. You, know, you can't just be, wear that yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't dress like that. So, um, you know, we get a playlist sorted, so we have a really good musical playlist. Um, we, lo- we love Christmas music. I actually really enjoy Christmas music. 
music on Christmas Day, and mm-hmm. and so we 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 play lots of lovely Christmas music. We make sure that the tables set well in advance. Um, I get glassware out. I get the plates and cutlery out. Uh, you know, it, I You're get all set. Yeah, I get all the dishes that I'm actually going to serve um, the food in. I, I, I generally pull them all out so I know exactly what's going on. But, you know, the rice potatoes is in that, the uh, Yorkies are in, the, in this. That sounds um, perfect, you know. Josh Emmett, thank you very much for your top tips. Happy Christmas, everyone. Merry Kiri Himete.